0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: You're listening to The Chris and Joe Show on Big Blue View Radio, your go-to source for New York Giants analysis. Pressure from Thomas off the edge, Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field, it is caught by Tyree. This is another episode of The Chris and Joe Show, presented to you by Big Blue View and SB Nation. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum. We are giving you an additional positional preview, the final one for this series of Giants positional previews we've done throughout this period of time leading up to the start of the preseason. Now, the preseason is not going as we predicted there aren't going to be any games, so we can't exactly evaluate how these guys are performing throughout these preseason games. So no games, no real exposure to practices, as media members typically would have. So we're going off of what we think is going to happen, who will fit where, and then at the very end of the preseason, we will then provide our thoughts on who's cut, who is brought back, maybe some of the reasons why certain players were cut, all of that awesome stuff. But today's episode is the safeties, the final piece of the puzzle out of offense and defense, a position group that, frankly, in my opinion, Chris, is an exciting one. I think that this is an underrated group that might not be getting enough attention for how talented it might be. Not so much how well they're going to perform in in this next season because it is a very young unit, but I think, Chris, what we have here with these three guys that we're going to touch on they're all very, very talented. They're very relatively high upside, and we've already seen flashes from Jabril Peppers. It's just a matter of what we get from Julian Love and Xavier McKinney.
2: I think one of the interesting things about them, and assuming every assuming everything comes together correctly, intriguing things about this safety group, is that there isn't a whole lot of redundancy in it. Each of the players have different areas of defense at which they excel you know Jabril Peppers is you know he is not a deep center field Earl Thomas Ed Reed type free safety you know that kind of center fielder that just covers uh, and the deep half of the basically everything deep he can take away that is not his game the Cleveland Browns tried that with him His rookie year, and it didn't work. He was honestly one of the worst safeties in the league when they tried to do that. But then when you bring him down to the box, he kind of comes alive. He's able to really use his speed and explosiveness. He comes downhill hard. He is a, especially for a defensive back, a good tackler, he is able to stick with tight ends, match up to maybe not completely, but erase a good portion of that height weight speed mismatch that offenses like to take advantage of with tight ends and also to a certain extent with running backs so he could be a very important part to the Giants coverage over the middle and he's also a pretty good blitzer maybe not a great blitzer but he does have good timing he is able to use his explosiveness to catch blockers off guards
1: So I'm glad that we already started talking about Jabril Peppers here because I think he is an underrated piece to this puzzle. A guy that flashed a lot of really good plays in his first season with the Giants after being traded from the Cleveland Browns. The one thing that you brought up that I think stands out the most to me about Jabril Peppers is is that ability to cover tight ends and running backs. He has a much longer wingspan than I think people want to give him credit for or might really notice. You see the ability that despite if he's going up against a 6 foot 4 tight end in the in the end zone or in the red zone he can still get an arm up and create some form of disruption on the ball. His movement skills are very good. We've always known that Jabril Peppers is a great athlete. We saw it at the combine, we saw it in his time at Michigan. And now the Giants have that at a, at full use. The way that I look at Jabril Peppers is that you're not going to get a a top three player at the safety position or the strong safety position with Jabril Peppers. But what I know that you're getting with Jabril is almost a poor man's version of Jamal Adams. You're not going to get a guy that is going to force three turnovers in a game and completely impact the outcome of an offensive performance. But Jabril Peppers will make those flashy plays. He will pick passes off. He will deflect passes thrown to tight ends. He'll make incredible tackles. He'll come up and fill holes like you want a box. pseudo linebacker safety to do so he has all of those very good assets that I believe make him a a strong a strong strong safety for this I I, I twisted myself up there Chris it's (laughs) honestly kind of easy to
2: do with with Jabril or other safeties like peppers he is like Landon Collins like Jamal Adams I just kind of avoid the free safety, strong safety box safety. I kind of have become begun to think of him as a star, you know, like that, safety linebacker hybrid
1: that's exactly what you're getting with peppers he he brings a unique skill set that I believe a lot of teams are trying to get with their safeties you want a guy that can stay out there for all three downs so when it's first down you don't want multiple safeties over the top you can bring him down closer to the line of scrimmage have him be an extra linebacker or if it's second or third and short you can do that and you know he can fill make a tackle do the things that a linebacker can do But once it's 2nd and 10, third and 15, he can spread out. He can move out. He can pick up a tight end and play them man-to-man. He can play over the top a little bit. That's what you want with a starting strong safety. And I honestly am a little disappointed that last year we didn't get to see a full year of Jabril Peppers because he suffered that back injury that hampered him towards the very end of the season. We missed out on a full year of Peppers. And I honestly thought that he was having a pretty good year. It's not that it was very noticeable because he wasn't making tons and tons of big plays like a guy like Jamal Adams does or Earl Thomas does, but he was doing his job and he was being very, very consistent.
2: Yeah, but I will say there was one silver lining to that injury, and that, and that is that it got Julian Love onto the field. Yeah, how's that for a transition?
1: I know, right? <laughs> that was a great transition because the next guy that in the most intriguing position, is Julian Love. So he gets pushed into the lineup. We didn't get to see much of him. Fans were constantly saying, if we're losing, why don't we put Julian Love in? We were even saying, hey, why don't we start to get Julian Love in? Why don't we get him into the mix to see what he's capable of doing? So he gets put out there in replacement of Jabril Peppers. They move him around a little bit. They let him cover guys in the slot. He plays over the top. And he did a pretty good job of it. Now, it's a relatively small sample size, Chris, but it's still... A, a very big positive in terms of his performances. What we were able to see from him, see that progression from a guy that transitioned from cornerback to now safety. So he has to be the do-it-all Swiss Army knife defensive back. little different than Jabril Peppers when I say do-it-all and versatility. He can play corner, he can play free safety, and we've seen him also play a little strong safety as well. I'll admit,
2: I was taken off guard by the Giants' plan to move him to safety from cornerback when they drafted him because he was not a bad corner at Notre Dame. He can still play corner at the NFL level. And in fact, he might be the Giants' best option at slot corner right now. But he made the transition to safety, I'm not going to say seamlessly, but he made the transition pretty well. He showed he can tackle, he can process the field from a safety position, which is definitely different than doing it from the cornerback position where you're basically responsible for one guy and kind of have to be aware of the receivers on your side if what's going to happen if offense tries to create a coverage conflict with a route combination, that sort of thing. But safeties have to have a broader view of the offense. And Love showed he can do that. And he showed he can be a playmaker. He can get his hands on the ball. He can come down with it and make some game-changing plays, honestly. And I was really impressed by what I saw from him. And I think that skill set of his to be able to play closer to the line of scrimmage as a slot defender or to play further back as more of a free safety, that could really help the defense when it comes to disguising pressure. You know, Peppers might not be the best coverage safety, but he is a good blitzing safety. So if you can have that other safety who is able to maybe appear to be off, but then come down and pick up a player in coverage that could free up a guy like peppers to blitz and help generate a pass rush. So we keep coming back to the word intriguing and just how these guys could be able to fit together on the field. The potential of it is really intriguing.
1: I'm I'm certainly interested in seeing how everything ends up fitting out with what the available tools are for Patrick Graham to use this upcoming season. Now I see Julian love being that third safety that is used in a, in a, a facet of not being the primary free safety because of another guy. And we're going to get to that very quickly, but more so being that nickel safety who comes in, covers guys in the slot can play over the top if you need him to move, move him back. Or if you're in dime and you want another corner in, you'll also have Julian Love in. He's just a player that brings a skill set of being a corner and also now being a safety after this transition. That dual level of, of skill set, I think, makes Julian Love a really, really good player. And he's getting a lot of recognition for it because of that that good stretch of time that he showed last season. This last player I have to consider to be the clear-cut candidate for free safety despite being a rookie, that being Xavier McKinney. Coming out of Alabama was the Giants' second-round pick, a bit of a surprising pick because we all assumed it was going to be a receiver or possibly a linebacker in this spot. That was what we were projecting. We were not expecting Xavier McKinney to be that pick despite him sliding into the second round and being a projected first-rounder. But now that we have him, it's a big positive. You have a a third really, really talented player added into this mix. He might not be an incredible player in his first season and be mistake-free, but he has very promising upside, especially for the way he plays the game and how that could translate to Patrick Graham's defensive scheme. The reason why I think that McKinney, though, is, is likely that clear free safety is just because that Julian Love is much better at covering receivers one-on-one because he's done it before. Xavier McKinney has not exactly done that in his time in college, so he's much better off sticking to that free safety spot. Yeah, and
2: I think maybe the biggest place that McKinney can contribute as a rookie is is with communication that has really been one of the Giants' biggest problems over the last couple of years, you know, especially with their kind of uh, failed exper- experiments, we'll say, at the free safety position over the last two seasons, and that that is the breakdowns in coverage or sorry breakdowns in communication, and one of McKinney's greatest strengths is communicating in the back end of Nick Saban's defense, which is a very complex, very NFL-like defense. So even if the terminology is different, he at least has that mental handle on the concepts to be able to take in the information and relay it to the other guys in the back end. We say he's most likely to play free safety, and he is probably, of the Giants' safeties, the best fit for it he still isn't like Earl Thomas, Ed Reed, or even the guy I thought was the best free safety in this draft class, uh, Grant Delpit. He doesn't have that hyper massive cover the entire field range. Like some of the great free safeties have had, but he does have good instincts. He does have good football IQ. He does have enough athleticism. So, as long as the Giants aren't asking him to line up 30 yards off the ball and run half a mile to get to the play, he should be able to do that. But also, again, he has that ability to come down, be versatile, and help disguise coverages, help disguise the play. You know, He is smart enough where he can rotate his coverages at the snap, where maybe it looks like the Giants are playing a cover two but then all of a sudden he and Julian Love rotate and they're playing a cover one or a cover three defense. And that can make it that much more difficult on opposing offenses.
1: Chris, I have to say the one reason why I know that this Giants safety group is going to be maybe not vastly better, but a step forward, is that Antoine Bethea is not in this safety group this year. And while Bethea was a very talented player and had a good career, He just was not at anywhere near his his level of play with the Giants. He was on his last final leg of his career when he played for the Giants last year. So now he's out of the mix, could not really move and cover many people or play at the level that you needed a starting safety to do for that consideration. Now you have two completely new guys stepping into starting roles with Love and McKinney. So now that I know that we don't have an overly aged safety playing back there like you pointed out that this this unit is going to be much better in in 2020 yeah and i i do have one
2: question to ask and i don't expect an answer to it it's really more of a hypothetical question but how do we know that julian love is going to be the third corner how do we know the giants aren't going to be playing a base nickel defense where they have three safeties on the field all the time you know we wanted the giants to draft Isaiah Simmons. So he could kind of be that hyper rangy line, uh, safety like linebacker. What if they already have that with Jabril peppers? They're looking at peppers as really much more of that star linebacker and they're free and their strong safety or box safety is going to be Julian love because he's able to cover close to the line of scrimmage, pick up guys in man coverage or play those shallow zones really well and then have, McKinney has that free safety. So maybe all three of these guys are going to be on the field most of the time.
1: And I I wouldn't count that out from happening. I I would honestly point towards a strong likelihood of that happening. The reason why we grouped all three of these guys together and talking about them, we know that Patrick Graham is a creative defensive coordinator. He likes to vary his looks, but at the same time, he understands how to use the skill sets of the guys that you have. So the, the best case scenario for what these three guys bring to the table is using Jabril Peppers, maybe not as much as the safety, but more as a, a mix hybrid safety linebacker and allowing Love and McKinney to get on the field at the same time. If all three guys are on the field and they play a base nickel, I don't think that is the end of the world. Now, if you come out and the uh, the opposing team has a, a three-tight end set or maybe even a two-tight end set, maybe you don't come out with that nickel look. Regardless, though, this is a, a very underrated, young, talented group that is going to ve- develop, mesh together in this upcoming season. For the backups, it's not as uh, appetizing to discuss this group. And while we've usually said... And covered who we think is the most likely to get into the rotation. I think it's pretty safe to say that we don't know if any of these guys are going to get into the rotation. The list that we have, Sean Chandler, who's been on and off the Giants roster, Nate Ebner, the special teams ace who was brought in during free agency, Mark McLaurin, Javon Askew Henry, an XFL player with the New York Guardians, and then Jaquarius Andrews, who is the only UDFA from Mississippi State in this positional group. Out of everybody here, There's not really anyone who I think makes their way into the mix. I think some of the corners that we brought up with Grant Haley and Darnay Holmes, or maybe even Corey Ballantyne, they would be used more in the secondary than any of these players. Nate Ebner, the one thing he brings to the table that he might stick around on the roster is simply because he is so good on special teams. That's pretty much it.
2: Yeah. In fact, I'm not even sure we should consider him a safety. That's the position he is listed at on the depth chart, but it, it's probably more accurate just to think of him as a specialist, special teams ace. And we're just talking about him here because that's what he is on the depth chart. You know, when it comes down to the other guys, I think it really comes down to a battle between Sean Chandler and Draven askew Henry because they do at least have some experience. Yeah, you know, Mark McLaurin is kind of interesting because he was one of those hybrid linebackers at the college level. You know, he's 6'2, somewhere between 215 and 220, athletic, long. So he does have that ability to play in play in space, play as a an off ball kind of safety linebacker hybrid. But we also don't really know what he is because he missed most of last year with an injury he suffered very early on in training camp. And again, Jaquarius Andrews, you know, we just don't really know what he is right now. And without any kind of uh preseason and especially for us, without being able to get to see these guys in training camp, it's tough to say.
1: It's honestly easier just to predict the UDFAs have the, The the furthest path, the most difficult path to making the roster because of all the stuff that we've talked about. So Andrews is in the most difficult position out of any player in this safety group. We're going to wrap up today's show with doing what we always do with these positional previews. That is who we think is going to get sent home and players who we believe will be on the practice squad. Before we get to that, we're going to take a really short commercial break. Chris, is it safe to say here we could see a lot of these guys sent home just because of the fact that the Giants are likely only going to keep three to four safeties? Three would be the absolute minimum, the three guys we highlighted. Four, not the maximum. There could be a fifth guy in the mix, but that would be completely pushing the bill. Now that fifth guy you could say is Nate Ebner, but if I'm going off of what what we're just talking about here and the backup guys, for me, Chris, I feel like the guys that are getting sent home are going to be McLaurin, Andrews, and then Henry and Chandler are going to be competing for that, that fourth spot.
2: Yeah, and I, I really think that depends on what the Giants think of Nate Evner. If they list him as you know, a guy who could possibly play safety if there's an injury, then yeah, the, they will probably just be keeping... Uh, peppers love mckinney and ebner if they view ebner as a specialist a guy they don't want to see on the field on defense then they have to keep at least have at least one backup safety just because attrition is going to happen and i think that really does come down to sean chandler and dravon henry just because those guys have some experience we've seen chandler on the field like he's been on the giants roster he's been on the field for nfl games and driving henry he has he has at least some experience he was with the steelers for a while last year Uh, he played it uh, he played in the xfl so he has at least played at a mostly pro level and i think that gives them the best chance if the giants want to keep a fourth true safety as a backup
1: Simply based on that level of experience that you just brought up, Chandler and Henry are the guys that are competing now. So Henry had some touches and uh, cups of coffees with, I think it was at least one NFL team in just a training camp, and then played for the New York Guardians. Chandler has already been with the Giants, so that gives him an edge. So those two guys are right now in the biggest competition because they have the most experience. If we're talking about players to be on the practice squad, I see it as possibly Andrews, not a priority guy based on some of the other players that were undrafted for agents in other positions that we've talked about. And McLaurin is still very young, so he could also be one of these practice squad players.
2: How the Giants view McLaurin really could impact what kind of a chance he has for the practice squad we noted in our linebacker show the Giants have a ton of young linebackers on their roster right now and that is going to be a fierce numbers game and if they view McLaurin as kind of a linebacker safety hybrid as opposed to just a pure safety they might try to keep somebody like uh Tay Crowder or Cam Brown on the practice squad rather than McLaurin if they view him as more of a linebacker. Now, if they view him as more of a safety, that's probably a different uh, calculus. And then he's in direct competition with Andrews and also maybe Chandler or Skew Henry right now we just don't know how they view the, those guys but as we start to get some practice reports maybe we'll get some clarity
1: hopefully we do have some more clarity coming through but still it's going to be a difficult preseason to really evaluate these players these undrafted free agents there's no preseason games <laughs> for us to really rest on here as our, our final evaluation until the season starts that's gonna be it for this episode of the Chris and Joe Show. Be sure to check out, our, go to our website, BigBlueView.com, and also rate and subscribe wherever you may be listening to this episode. Also follow us on social media at Big Blue View. You can follow me at Joe DeLeon and you can follow Chris at Raptor MKII. We're done with our positional previews, so stay tuned for our next episode this week, coming up soon.